We've got the uh, 2022 Riviera de Lou Arena Cross champion here, 40th anniversary that is. We've got uh, Josh Cartwright on the phone. Josh, man, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, appreciate you taking a bit of time with us. I know uh, you just told me uh, before a second ago here that uh, you're all already back in Texas, Memorial Day weekend down there, uh, but we got to backtrack back to um, Riviera de Lou. Um, Riding with uh, Julian Perrier, your old uh, your old team owner and friend and uh, landlord. <laughs> How did uh, I mean? Was this something you guys always knew you were going to come back and do? I know you love Quebec. Yeah, so um, yeah, it was good to be back with Julian um, for this weekend. It was good. Uh, we've been friends, even though I didn't ride for him again this year. Uh, we stayed friends and everything because we became pretty close when I uh, lived here or lived in Quebec for 2019 and 2020. And did the outdoors with him so we got really close and everything with me and his family and everything so it was good to be back in quebec but yeah for this race in riviere de Lou, um every year i do it pretty much i've done it since i think 2017 this was my fourth year i've done it and the last the first two years i did it on just like a yamaha i uh, dealt with the promoter with paul he's a really good guy uh he puts it on every year it's a his 40th anniversary they had never missed a race until uh, uh, COVID-19 thing so it was really cool so it was really cool to be like on the 40th year but it wish it was been consecutive like until the COVID uh, hit but yeah we just knew that this year I was going to come back up and I rode for Julian last year there because that's when or the last year they did it in 20, 2019 and when we came this year I just said hey I'm that bike that you have is pretty much very similar so it'd be cool just to ride your bike and we can get back there and he's in Quebec and he takes care of it a lot he uh, brings up riders a lot to those races. Like last the year they did it was 2019. He brought up like 10 riders. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was crazy. Like there was like 10 of us. It was so fun. Like that place is one of the most, one of the most fun places to go every year. I just, I will go there again next year and the next and the next just, even after I tie racing, I'll go just because it's so fun. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, it's way up. I mean, it's it is in the middle of nowhere. It's at the mouth of the St. Lawrence. I mean, it's a long way from Quebec City. It's a long way from Moncton. It's a long. It's just uh, it's up there, uh, up there on the corner. Um, but man, I've I've only been once, but uh, it's something I definitely would love to do again. I'll tell you that much for sure. I wish I could have gone this year, but I'm actually already in Kamloops. But um, all right, now yeah. how, how did you did you win it? Who won it in '19 last time? Uh, Ryan, it was Ryan Breeze, then Carlin oh. Gardner, then oh, right. I got, and I got third. Right, all PRMX guys. <laughs> oh, oh, all PRMX, especially that that year. Like normally, when I go, it was like two or three, four PRMX guys. But that year, Julian brought up just like eight or ten people. Like the whole main event was almost all PRMX bikes. That's funny. That's cool, man. All right. Well, okay. So. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, again, people just have to go and watch it. I wish somebody could live stream it or something like that. I mean, I was, uh, I, I, wasn't able to see much other than little clips and stuff. But the crowd, I mean, the place—it's not the biggest place, but man, it is sold out. And I mean, was it just as crazy as ever this year? Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, like we definitely need to do that. Like for next year, I definitely will talk to Paul, the promoter, just kind of because they do have. I think it might be live, like in in Riviera de Lou, like because I know they have TV there. Oh wow. Um, and I know. And I know it plays like later on, but it might also be live. I'd have to ask him, but we need to work something out with him to where we can get a live stream on Facebook or something like that so other people can see it. Because this place, it's yeah, it's just a small hockey arena, like a normal hockey arena. It holds about 3,000 people, and he sells 3,500 tickets. <laughs> yeah, he always. <laughs> 
there will be people on the ro- on the rows up top, like three rows of people up top, try- looking over the railing, try- standing and watching. The cr- is the crowd in Quebec there is unreal. Like just like this tiny town in yeah the middle of Quebec, like about three hours or two hours from Quebec City, like five hours from Montreal, up east uh, um, on twenty, mm-hmm. and it just. It's just this town that loves motocross when it comes. It's just a bit. It's, I think it's a twenty thousand people there. So when this place, when motocross comes, it's like a big thing, and it's it's the whole town comes out, and then the whole town goes out to this one bar, and everyone parties, and it's so fun. Oh, was it at the same uh, two level place? The uh, yep, yep, the two level place. <laughs> <laughs> I just last time I was there, I just stood up in the top and stuck to myself and just watched it all unfold man it's just again again if people are listening to this and you can get there if there's one fun race you want to go check out in canada that's uh again it is kind of tough to get to but it's it's just amazing it's it's like no other that's for sure and i, I believe it's the oldest arena cross in the world like you know consistently running it, one it is yeah like it was it's the oldest one in the world it's 40 years <laughs> and yeah it was 39 consecutive arena crosses up until covid <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing, amazing. All right, well, uh, I mean, geez, we could talk about the atmosphere and the nonsense uh, all night long. Of course, we are going to talk a little bit more about the after party at the end of this, but uh, um, I got the, the results here in front of me. The 519, uh, Josh Cartwright up top. Now, talk about, I know uh, Julian Bennick, another one of Julian's riders, he, I think he won both his qualifiers and heats and stuff and then had problems, but uh, did you have to go up against him and take us through your day? How did you qualify and everything? Yeah, so, I mean, the day went really good. Yeah, so Julian Perrier of PRMX brought up, brought up three other riders with me. Um, J- Julian Bennett, the Canadian, uh, the Australian Jai Roberts, who rode for him for the last three rounds of Supercross, and then um, also Logan Leitzel. So we had a good amount of riders uh, for us to go up against, and also, like, uh, the other Quebec riders that are pretty quick, like Blanchett, Carl Norman, um, and St. Cyr, pretty good. Alex Moran, he's always pretty good. Uh, so a lot of good competition. And, yeah, they there was three heats. Um, and then I won my heat uh, uh, with Blanchett in it. And then Carl Norman and uh, I think Roberts had won one. And Roberts won his heat. And then uh, Benick won his heat. And oh, then wow. went to semi. Yeah, and then it went to semis. There was two semis with uh, me and Roberts were in one. And I won that one. And then um, uh, Julian and Logan were the other one, and Julian won that one. So it came down to the, uh, it was pretty good. Like, we all were having fun, track was deteriorating, because this track is really soft. It's kind of like Indy in arena cross. <laughs> okay. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, then, um, then the main came around, and it was, uh, I, for some reason, I could not get a start on that bike. I practiced the start in practice, it was terrible. I practiced it again, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> And then, like the bike, the bike was great. Like it was pretty much almost a very similar bike to what I raced in Supercross. Like same motor package, uh, similar suspension, stuff like that. So I was happy with the bike. It's just for some reason I just could not get it dialed on the start. And um, I every pretty much every start I did, I was not even close to the whole shot. And I came out fourth. Uh, none of us got a good start. None of the PRMX boys got a good start. I came out fourth with Norman was in first, then Blanchett. And then um, Jeremy uh, was in third. So, and then we got to, uh, I caught past, I caught up to uh, Carl Norman, past Blanchett, caught up to Norman, and it took me a while to get around him. Uh, about 
six or seven laps in a 12-lap race. Um, obviously, it's a very small track. He was on a 450, uh, had a little power out of the corners, but he was riding really good. Um, he's the hometown favorite there. Uh, he's, I think he's from there, so like the crowd goes crazy for him. They love I just, him. I just wanted to interrupt there too, because anybody listening to this in Canada that goes, "What did he say, Carl Norman?" <laughs> it's like, "Yep, yeah. still going at it, man." He comes out and he is, he is so tough to pass. He will put you through into, he'll knock you into the stands. He'll do what he has to do. He's a big dude. Is he still a big dude? Oh yeah, yeah. He's actually when I saw him this year, he he looked like he lost a little bit of weight. Maybe got a little fitter. Um, but yeah, he uh, he still just, he just looks like a football player. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he, he, he I've been racing him since uh, 2016 <laughs> uh, when I went up to Quebec for the first time, and he was I I didn't know who he was or he didn't know who I was. It was just a new thing, and we had a good battle and stuff. But even uh, now, like we race every year, and he's he's a good rider in these little arena crosses. He's fast, and uh, he's hard to pass because he's such a big dude. So he's hard to move around. You'll just like bounce off of him if you try to hit him and uh but yeah and he was not scared to throw you a front wheel either he will knock you over it's how, it's how he grew up like he grew up in that arena cross style racing so he's used to it and uh same with blanchett he kind of oh yeah he's in that yeah he knows how to get dirty too but he was uh i raced him actually this this weekend and he was very clean like i passed him in the whoops right off the start in the heat race and um and then and then i went to the corner and he tried to like get back by he like showed me a wheel hmm. he definitely could he, he could have easily just punted me like because he had like a, he was able to square it up and get to the inside he could have easily it would have been dirty but like he could have easily just like punched me off the track but he held up and like just showed me the wheel showed me he was there so it was pretty cool like just having like a clean fun battle with him because we definitely had our uh our ups and downs in the challenge quebec series um it was, it was cool racing him in that series but we uh, definitely had some battles in that series, so it was cool racing him again. And uh, but yeah, then once the once the main event, yeah, I got finally got around Carl. Um, I was setting up a pass that I knew was going to happen in a lap or two. It just all depend on how uh, we came through the corner, and I knew where I wanted to happen. But he ended up actually stalling it in the sweeper, and I, it made it easy for me. So I was able to come from fourth to first and uh, get the win. Oh, okay, cool. So that must have actually felt pretty good. You didn't get a whole shot. Well, yeah, I was talking to Julian Perrier earlier, and he did mention that uh, all these guys were struggling off the starts. But uh, so, what? Uh, how did like uh, lead at the end? Was it close? Did Carl come back at you? Who was? Uh, I mean, yeah. When it was you, Carl, Jai Roberts, Logan Leitzel, and Jeremy Pronovo, who was back riding, which is uh, pretty cool to see. Number three eighty four. Yeah. So yeah, that's who I was talking about. Who was in third? Jeremy Pronovo. Uh, he. Um got well he was the third off star yeah he he actually it's weird i watched him in the lcq and i know him a little bit from up just being up there and i actually watched him in the lcq uh with logan lightsville because logan had to go to the lcq because he crashed really hard in the um he, he ended up crashing really hard in the semi uh i didn't see it but you know, i think he ended up going over the bar or something and he came off the track and he was looking sore like he was in pain so he had to go to the LCQ, and he uh, and but the Jeremy, Jeremy actually ended up winning the LCQ, and I was watching, and he looked good. I was like, wow, he's actually looking really good, and he ended up getting a very local uh, or a very good start. Hmm. It was the third, so he rode pretty good. Yeah, um, but the, yeah, other than that, once we got to the end, um, so I I might all day I was getting arm pump. It's such a small <laughs> track, tight. I was getting such bad arm pump. Um, I still had speed and everything, and I still could ride through it. Uh, I'm still a little bit in shape, but I will admit, since Salt Lake City, I have not done much. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm on off season now, so I've just been on the couch resting, like having my fun off season. I rode the Sunday before I left just because I was like, I should probably get off the couch and go ride and just kind of get my body back going at least once before this race. But, um, but yeah, so I started getting arm pump pretty quick and, uh, um, I, I got a little bit of a gap on Carl enough to where I could ride my lines and ride easy. I pushed it for a couple laps after I got around him just to kind of get a little gap. And then had a, and then I kind of was able to make a, keep a pace the whole time. And then about two laps to go, I definitely started feeling my, my arms. They, I was just kind of waiting for that white flag. I actually ended up looking at the, uh, the flagger going, dude, when are you putting this out? Let's go. And, um, but yeah, so and then Jai Roberts was right behind him, and he ended, he actually had a terrible start too. He came from like eight, and he's so I don't know. Did you ever talk to him uh, while at the Supercrosses? No, not not enough. Yeah, so he um he's from Australia. He's actually um he was actually like factory rider in Australia when I was a kid. I don't know if he is now or not, but when he was eighteen in two thousand eighteen or in nineteen, he was a factory KTM rider, um, very good rider, but he had a bad crash, and um, so it, it kind of put him sideline for a year or two and uh okay. but yeah he came over when he was racing he so he was riding really good he won his heat uh was right behind me in the semi the whole entire time we literally just played like follow the leader the whole time because it was very hard to pass and there was no need to do anything stupid in the semi because it didn't matter it until the main right and uh he's he a good rider and he came and he was saying he was feeling good all night like because the thing about that track is like between us four riders it wasn't going to be oh, I'm faster than you, I'm going to win. It, we were all very similar speeds because it's a very small track, so everyone's be able to go pretty fast. And it's all, and it's a very tough track because it gets very, very ruddy, and it's very sticky. So it's going to be who's going to make the less amount of mistakes and uh, who's going to feel good the whole time. And he was saying he was feeling good, like he wouldn't have any arm pumps, so he was coming. I could actually see him coming through oh, the race. Wow. Uh, yeah, like I could see him coming, but I made sure I could tell like how far he was and everything. But once it got to the end, he definitely had caught up by the end. So it definitely, if he would have been with me, maybe at the beginning, it definitely would have been a fun little battle. Um, but yeah, we had a good little battle in the semi, just kind of being right behind each other. But uh, but yeah, it was a cool race. And then Logan ended up, I think, getting what he what was the fourth in the results. Yeah, fourth. Uh, yeah, he got fourth. Um, I think he had a start on the back row, so he had a good little start come through. Julian actually messed up with Carl so he was in Julian was right behind me off the start and followed me the whole entire all the way up to the uh, podium spot I think yeah and when Carl's in first and I was in second he was in third behind me and he actually ended up I think hitting Carl when Carl stalled the bike I went around Carl and I think Julian hit into him and stalled it or something like that so that kind of messed him up on his results so he definitely should have been up there he probably he probably would have got second or third. Like he would have probably been right, right there with everyone. So, like Carl, him, and Jai probably would have been get a little battle once all that went down. So yeah, it was it was a crazy race. So if we're looking at uh, like lap times and stuff, who uh, who was the fa- who was getting the fastest lap times? You because you had clear. No, you're coming through pack two. But who uh, who was the fastest lap time? Or was it that close? Uh, there, there really was no fast lap. Like because we didn't have lap, we didn't have a transponders or anything. Oh, okay. We were we were all just very similar. Like it was. It's just one of those tracks where it's very, very easy uh, jumps, so there's nothing crazy to have to do. And, like, we're all very good riders, so we can ride these type of tracks fast. So it's just one of those ones where it's just who's going to be the smoothest and something like that. I, uh, me and Jai had a pretty good, I think, a little bit more pace, but 
Um, but Julian also looked really good. Think about Julian too, and Logan even in the, in the practice when we were testing, all we all just had very similar apps, like when we were testing uh, the bikes and everything. And think about Julian Binnick, like that kid's impressive. Like uh, I never knew how young he was. Because like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, saw, I saw him for the first time racing the series when I was up there in 19 or 20, one of those. And I asked Julian, like he's 17 now, so that means he was riding the Pro Series at 15. That's really impressive. Oh yeah, no, he's got uh, he's got potential, absolutely. No. Yeah, I got to I got to talk to him. I'd never really met him um, until this weekend. I've said like hi to him and stuff like that just because he's been around PRMX, but never really got to meet him and sit down with him and uh, definitely got to know him and see how his progression came and what his plans are. He's uh, definitely a kid to watch coming up. Yeah, for sure. And his dad's like a uh, a West Coast legend kind of thing, Oliver Bennick as well. So everybody knows that name out here. The Bennick name is long in the in the in the Western side of motocross for sure. Now, how long were the actual oh, lap times? Uh, twenty. Because someone actually ended up one. Uh, someone actually came up to me and like showed me my lap times. Like I think he just had his phone do on my on my lap, and uh, I think it was like twenty three seconds. Okay. Wow. And was it by laps or time at the finish, the main? So what, say that again? Was the main event a time thing or was it like 20 laps or what was it? No, it was uh, 12 laps. 12 laps, okay, okay. Okay, well yeah, that goes, that goes short, by fast. I was happy it was short because I, I wouldn't have uh, been able to hold on much longer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got another win. What was the celebration like? Did the place go nuts or did you have to get escorted to your uh, car because you beat Carl and, uh, and the boys? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it was, it was, man, once after I won, I came off the track or when I was finished line and, like, just said hi to the crowd and everything. It was, everyone was going crazy. It was a good time because Carl got second, so the crowd was going crazy as well because he's, like, the superstar there. Um, and it was just unbelievable. Like, tons of people came out on the track. I was taking pictures with people. We had the big, giant cup <laughs> that they have where if you win, you get your name on it. I was so, like, this year, I was like, I'm winning it this year. Like, this is my year. Like every year, like I've gone, like the first two years I've gone, it was uh, I don't know what I honestly can't remember what I got it like second I think one year uh, behind someone else, maybe behind Logan or something. But then last year it was Brees and Gardner and like Brees at these places are it's he's so hard to beat at these type of races. He's so because he's such an aggressive rider that honestly like you're kind of scared what he's gonna do afterwards, and he's fast <laughs> at it. So like he just knows how to win these things. So this year I was just like, all right, this is my year. I'm I need to win it. So when I won, you know, I got across the finish line. It was such a good feeling, and it took four years to win this thing, and I was. Everyone was having fun, and we actually ended up going to this part. There's this. I, I always tell people I go to this place for 50% for the race, 50% for the after party, yeah. because it it's such a fun atmosphere with all the Quebec people. And it's fun because we do not speak French. They, a lot of them do not speak English, and we just have fun, just person to person, just drinking and having fun. Like, and that's how they are. They love just partying and being with other people. So. There's this bar that we go to every time. There's billiards, there's ping pong, or and there's like uh, uh, what's it called, pool and everything. That we just go and have a good time there. And underneath is a uh, different place that you can go into and have some fun also. All right. Well, let's uh, speak. Was that now after party? So you did go to the official after party? Are we talking here? Did you go? What does, we got to talk about that. Oh yeah, that was the official after party. Oh, okay. The bar. The double, the the two uh, stairs party. Now, did they happen to play uh, any Journey, and did anyone rip their shirts off? I mean, somebody had to do it in, <laughs> for uh, Lockhart. 
<laughs> so yeah, I wish Lockhart would actually come to this race. Like he would make this race. Like he would make the after party just such a lively, unbelievable place. Like, oh, he does. Awesome. Oh, he always did. Don't worry about it. him and Johnny Montez. Oh man, just uh, just just insanity. Just uh, just sit back and watch him go. <laughs> yeah, like when I go to Walton and like the last race of the series, the Walton party, like Lockhart would always be so fun to just to party with and see him go crazy. Like he's a legend. Well, yeah, wait. It's, was um was Marco Dubé there? Speaking of uh, legends and after party legends, and uh, he would have been there, wouldn't he? I don't know if I saw him or not. Oh, okay. I, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, yeah, I'd have to see if I did or not. It, man, there's so many people there that I haven't seen in so long. Wait, Marco Marco Dubé's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the FXR. Yeah, MD uh, Distributions. Yeah, yeah, FXR. Yeah, yeah, that's. that's that's what I was making sure I had the right person because yeah he was there and I actually saw him a lot because I, he came up to me and I remember meeting him at uh, De Chambeau I went and hung out at his camper um, and just got to talk to him so yeah he was there as well I wanted to make sure it was the right person but yeah he he was up at the podium and everything and I uh, had some pictures done with him also oh good good he was uh, yeah he got pepper. Yeah, he got pepper sprayed at the Vancouver Supercross after party and cleared the entire place out. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's a long time ago. Anyway, no, that's that's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, again, like I say, people uh, just it's you can't even describe the fun, the, the atmosphere there during it and after it. I mean, uh, like you say, fifty percent race, fifty percent after party. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's so such a great time, and oh, I can't wait to go there again next year. So you uh, you stayed overnight in Riviera Duluth somewhere, and then drove back to Julian's or the airport in the morning in Montreal. Yeah, so like what we did, like I flew in Thursday. Um, I took two days off of work. I actually had to take two days off because, like, in America, like when I did the Supercross, I just uh, I could I could stay on work because I could just fly in at like nine and be able to just get online at the hotel I was just at. But here, I knew I was gonna have to do some traveling, and I was in Canada, so it might not be signal or Wi-Fi everywhere. So. I was gonna take two nights off work and flew in Thursday and uh, went to Julian and me, and we rented a car and me and uh, Jai Roberts drove there. And then so afterwards we, after the race, we just uh, went out and partied and left at like 6.30 a.m. We got like an hour of sleep. <laughs> and uh, it's a good five hours to the Montreal airport. Oh yeah. Cause he was, he was flying out at two and I was flying out at four and he was flying to Australia. so. Jeez. He didn't. He did not need to miss this flight. So, wow. Um, we uh, booked it back, and I flew home. Got home at around seven. Then uh, got home very tired and relaxed. And today went golfing. That's amazing. You got that slice figured out. You got the what? That slice figured out. Oh yeah, my yeah. I definitely have my slice getting better. I'm getting some new clubs. I just ordered them. <laughs> Uh, they're gonna be here, so that hopefully that'll fix the slice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, dude, it's, yeah. Actually, when I went, I was uh, I left from Montreal as well and drove with uh, some KTM guys from KTM Canada and everything. It's just that even makes part of the trip. You know what I mean? That's all part of the story too, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The trip is just as fun. You stop at man, first place I stopped in when I came to Canada was Tim Hortons. <laughs> it's terrible, I but you like, can't stay away. I, I don't think it's terrible at all. I love it. Like, it's like some of the best, like a double-double is like my favorite coffee in the world. I want it all the time. And then I get the wrap and I can have a farmer's wrap like every morning. I oh, yeah, yeah. Those are good. Like, it's awesome. Nice, man. Well, um, all right. Well, what's I got to ask you? What's next for you? 
Um, I'm just kind of relaxing now this summer. Um, I don't really have any outdoor plans. Uh, this just with my job now, I kind of just I want to relax now. I've definitely like this year. I've told a lot of people like when I got to the end of the season, I was tired. I I was more tired than I've ever been, and I don't even did half the season. But I think it was just because I had moved to Texas in August, started that job, started training, start, moved into my new house in the January. It started the season in February and then got to the end and I was just like, wow, I, I haven't sat down yet at my house. Like, you know, when you get home from anywhere from a long trip, you get home, you're like, oh, I'm home. Like, I hadn't even felt that yet here, like, just because <laughs> it's been so move, right. moving, moving. So I'm just relaxing this summer, uh, just going to have some fun. I, I got a new 450 from uh, Jonesboro Cycle from our uh, Mad Park South Hockey Team uh, uh, dealership that we go through. So I'm just gonna ride and have fun this summer. I might come up and do uh, a couple triple crown series. Oh, good. Yeah, I might do a couple rounds. Might do a couple nationals. Um, oh, nice. uh, honestly, probably for Julian, like since we're really close, and he said I could maybe ride one of his bikes. I just, I just wanted to come up and just have some fun. And I have a career number, so I need to, uh, I need to get at least a point to kind of keep that. Oh, okay. I don't know what the rules are and all that is for that. All right. Well, so you, I'm guessing you would shoot for Deschambault then if you could. You wanna um, yeah, the two I would probably do is um, Deschambault or uh, Elsa or Ontario or Ottawa. Uh, oh, okay. Well, let's get your nice, nice. Okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, um, thank you uh, for taking some time and taking us through that. Again, it's always fun. I, uh, man, I would love to see some video of it. Of course, I've seen some just some short stuff, but uh, little clips. But uh, watching it live or certainly the whole program afterwards would be great. Hey, and if anyone's listening to this who's organizing it, I am. It's pretty easy to do. I could set up. Uh, I could set up pretty quickly, and we could re, we could broadcast this thing live pretty easily next year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Josh, you want to uh, before I let you go, and uh, I guess you got uh, Memorial Day down there, and you're back to work tomorrow, but. Uh, who would you like to thank for getting you up there and, uh, and helping you out? Yeah, I mean, just like, especially for this race, like, uh, just Julian was just a huge help. Like, you know, I went on the team this year. He let me come up there and ride uh, his bike and made the program and everything. He's always the one guy, uh, the one guy that brings all the riders and helps out with just all that to get it ready. And also Paul with uh, with the whole promotion with the race. He puts it on it, every year. He brings me up, and it's been a great time dealing with him. David Floor, he built the track. He's with SXQC. Everyone that came up there, it was such a blast, and I can't wait to go next year. Nice, man. Hey, is it hot there in Texas yet, or what? How was the temperature? Very. <laughs> give, give me a number. Uh, it's like it's in the 90s now. It'd be like 95 right now, I think, today. Oh, man. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, hey, I'm in Kamloops, so we are in kind of the desert up here, too. So it's uh, just starting to get hot now. So, uh, yeah, national this weekend. You still got time to get up here. I know. I actually talked to a couple people, and, like, I know a couple friends that were up there. Courtney Lloyd, she's a good friend of mine. She uh, she's like, let's come up to our, time, our town and uh, let's do it right here. And I want to do it so bad, but I just – I don't think I'm ready for – and um, national, like I am out of shape. I mean, honestly, I could see myself even literally like Thursday being like, "Sure, let's go do it," and <laughs> flying there. But it's it's a very it's a very low percentage or per, uh, percentage. Nice. You can't be that out of shape, man. We just raced three weeks ago, a month ago. I mean, I'm not out of shape, but I'm definitely not in motocross shape. Like, I'm not in 
30 minute moto in pretty hot weather and like and even i could be like oh yeah i'll just go up and have the fun or just but no i'd get a whole shot and have to push and i'd die in 10 minutes <laughs> all right hey what's uh speaking of off season and stuff obviously you have to keep fit somehow what what is your uh what's your sport or your recreate do you run do you bike what's your thing weights what do you do oh um, like for the, i'll golf obviously a lot oh yeah big I'll big fight. exercise yeah, like I'll I'll cycle and just uh, I'll, I'll ride a lot because I have that bike now. I'll 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 still ride probably one or two times a week just to keep moving and everything like that. Because I really I did that last summer and or then when I moved here I rode like a lot of outdoor tracks and kept riding and I felt like that it helped not just sitting on my butt all summer until supercross training like riding outdoor tracks getting different places and i'll even do some outdoor races like i even want to do a gncc this summer i just don't know which one or how i'm going to do it or what bike or anything like that but I'll, if i can put something together i would i will do a gncc this year oh, but you haven't caught the cycling bug or you're not a running fanatic or anything like that neither of those no i i am i i ran cross country oh, for five years in school i love running um i don't have an acl in my left knee and i have a hurt ankle so from last, that last <laughs> right. year's crash I like running kind of hurts sometimes but i'll do it randomly but the cycling like i like doing mountain biking and cycling um that's really what i do with cycling mostly just because it's easy and easy enough to get on the road and go okay Nice, buddy. Well, hey, uh, again, appreciate you taking us through all that. Uh, congrats on the big win. Now, next year, you're going to be the defending champ, and you know Carl's going to be back. At, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I appreciate you taking us through the whole story. That was fun to listen to. I kind of almost felt like I was there. Not really, but uh, hopefully next year we can maybe get there. And uh, cause this, uh, this event needs the co- better coverage. I just wish I could have, uh, you know, I was asking Julian to send me cell phone photos. I, need, I would take anything. But uh, anyway, man, next year we'll make it happen, and uh, you'll be the defending champ, and it'll be a good time. Yeah, it'll be a great time. Yeah, definitely next year we uh, definitely need to get together a couple of weeks or so for it and put a plan together to actually get this thing, get, get its promotion that it deserves because it definitely deserves a lot. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, buddy, we'll let you uh, let you get back to it there and relax after your tough day on the links. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I love coming on your show. All right, buddy, good luck, and uh, always fun to talk with you. And uh, Cartwright, party of four. Uh, yeah, Cartwright, Cartwright. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. See you. Bye. Man.